Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. Dear Ann Landers, my son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy. Dear Ann Landers, my wife is working out with a single woman. Dear Ann Landers, she thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was like, you know, from the last inauguration where it was like, uh, Jared from Subway will now read the ingredients off the cold cut combo. Yeah. And now hop to it to like Lady Gaga coming out of retirement as a Republican, uh, Garth Brooks. Oh. <gasps> Jennifer yeah. Lopez. <laughs> like, Garth Brooks was hurting because these... at some point he's like, all right, all right, y'all now sing with sing. me. <laughs> now you guys sing. I'm just going to sit here and have some water. Oh, me. Sing great. I've been in quarantine since March. How sweet. Everybody. But I mean, even like the feeling of it, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, the whole experience was seemed lighter. Like the last time it seemed very... Very heavy, very, there was a dark tone to everything that was said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this just seemed a lot like lighter, like possibly, like granted, he's the oldest president, fine. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a lot of brightness, hopefulness. There was something correct. about it where I mean, and you know, I know that half of the nation is like feeling the way we were feeling four sure. years ago with like Jared from Subway. But it, I just felt like, oh, there's like a brightness about it, and we we pulled all the all the A-listers out, and Tom Hanks was there, being like, "Let me introduce a whole bunch of people." Right. Wow. Uh, yes, inauguration. It was a fun time. It was a good week. That the poet laureate, like the the world's youngest poet, she's fantastic. Oh my god. <gasps> Everything stopped. That's the thing. I was like, whatever with the Gaga and the Jello, and you can traipse all those people out here, but then you have this random gal who blew them all out of the water. By the way, was that J-Lo's actual voice? Because she went to go sing, and I was like, that's really pretty, Demi Lovato. Oh, it's J-Lo. Yeah. It's like an, <clears throat> she, she did something to her voice. She warmed up. Oh, maybe that's the problem. And also, it wasn't really that difficult. And she lip synced. It wasn't that fucking. They were like, difficult. "We're gonna drop the key so that it doesn't go above a middle C." And then she, she sings what, uh, "America the Beautiful." What the fuck she sang? She sang a medley, and then in the middle of it, injected her own "Let's Get Loud." I was about to say her call to action. Let's get loud. You're on the wow. Capitol steps. Let's get loud. Okay. What if <laughs> Lady Gaga was like? And the home of the poker face. She Brave. didn't know what. <laughs> With Mitch McConnell right behind her. <laughs> I was just talking about today um, to my jewels about getting a an email from beyond the grave. Have you ever gotten somebody who's been dead for like five or six years, their email gets posthumously hacked and then you get an invitation and I got an email from my my uh, theater teacher in high school, and it was like, well, Mr. Roberts is is trying to communicate from the dead, and he's come back from the dead to tell me how to enlarge my penis size. Oh, well, I mean, he'd know. That's worth coming back from the dead. Yeah. For two extra inches, he came about 200,000 miles. 
I mean, I don't know what direction just it Some men, it's a big deal. It is. Yeah. Do you want to tell us more about that? Yeah, it's just when I, <laughs> <laughs> I find that when I really open myself up to the experience. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, how has your week been? I'm bored. I think I've realized I'm really bored. Oh my god. Pandemic. I'm bored. You've reached it. I mean, I go to work. There's a, not a whole lot that I have to do at work. There's just not a whole lot to do. Wow, you've reached boredom. Remember when you were a kid and you were like, "Mom, bored, I'm bored," and then you, God! then you became like a college kid and beyond, and then you're like, "Oh, kids, can you imagine you'd ever be bored ever again?" And now you've come back around again. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry. I've still had this is it's a constant theme. Um, well, once I, st- I started albuterol, not albuterol, Wellbutrin, ah, different. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. So then wait, isn't it. albuterol like an inhaler? Yeah, that's my. Inhaler. <laughs> I'm also on that too. If you could free base Wellbutrin, <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm really clear. This is next level anti-depression. So I tried Wellbut Wellbutrin for like a week, and um, I finally just woke up seven days later. Congratulations! But those dreams, like Cindy Crawford, was in my dream the other night, and I was <gasps> like, this is incredible. Wait, what did you do with her? Um, to her? I think we were just hanging out. And I'm like, God, <laughs> you're Cindy Crawford. This is incredible. I'm like, I've liked you forever. And she's like, Patrick, <laughs> you're on Wellbutrin. I'm like, like, wait, what? And then I wake up. We'll spoon each other. Yeah. Um, I've had lots of affair dreams this week. Do it. Yes. It's tough to have an affair when you're in quarantine. No. Not really. I could I try mean, it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should start a Tinder. Yeah. But in the in the dream, I had an affair with the guy who played Johnny Lawrence on Cobra Kai. So I have a really specific <laughs> target that I'm working with here. 1980s heartthrobs who have now aged into my age bracket. I love a 40-something-year-old man. Th- I wrote this down to talk about it. <gasps> okay. Other than Cindy Crawford, I dreamt that I was in a coma. Oh, so but I, that should be relaxing. You're like basically dreaming of sleeping. So I was in a coma. I don't really know how, <laughs> how I got there. And then I wake up and I don't know who this woman was. And I'm like, hey. She's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Is something wrong? She's like, yeah, you were, you've been in a coma. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, how long? She's like, a couple weeks. I'm like, a couple weeks? Yeah, you were in an accident. I'm like, oh, okay. Wait, what What happened? And then I go to the mirror and I have like this huge facial disfigurement, <gasps> all of, like mask. Paging Dr. Freud. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I look like a lion now. Okay, okay. Great, great. And I think it's because like the night before I went on this deep dive of Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Oh, my because. God. Don't we all? Because did, of the death. Right. Yeah, so it was in the front of your brain, and right. you did. Is this the one The one who died? Is he the one who got his face ripped off? No. Or is that his partner? He already died. Okay. He already died, uh, like, last year, I think. Or this year. Mm-hmm. Or not that far away. Yeah, but they're like that couple that's like, you know, it's like an old married couple that's been together for 60 years and then the wife dies and the husband's like, well, I got nothing else to do. I'm not cleaning these windows. Nope. Going down. <laughs> and then they die like two right. days later. Yeah. They were together for like 45 years. <gasps> that they is a hell of a partnership. Worked together and lived together. I don't know how people do that. You better like, wait a minute. Were they a couple? Of course. 
Are you insane? I'm not going to go. This goes back like... to like, Nathan Lane is a homosexual. <laughs> Now, I don't do a deep dive on these things, but I just assume that they were like working partners who just really like tigers. This is like a stop sign. You kind of know what it is. It's just like the first level down. It's that half level when you go down to the subway. I was talking to someone. I didn't know they were a couple. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, who is that girl that's in a Wizard of Oz? I'm like, Judy, Judy Garland? Girl? Like Judy Garland? Yeah. Oh. 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 Does she have any kids? I'm like, <gasps> okay. I am about to. <laughs> what are you fucking you talking about? You are so about? lucky I'm not wearing rings right now because <laughs> I'm going to slap the shit out of your face. Excuse me? I'm like, How old Liza Minnelli? Lorna Luft? He's like, Liza Minnelli? That rings a bell. I'm like, rings a bell? <gasps> out. And Get then, out. Then I pulled out the pantsuit. I'm like, how about this? <laughs> and I'm getting my kids out. It doesn't ring a bell. It rings them bells. Come on. Ring them bells. God. Who was he? A, was, was he a homosexual? No. Okay. Which is always very difficult. What or is he, if, a or young, if they're not in the straight. theater. Yes. He's a young straight. Oh, you know what? There's going to come a time when these people are not part of the lexicon, and it's up to storytellers like us to keep them alive. I mean, Larry King is dead now, and That's... you know what? I'm not going to lie. I read it today, and I was like, he hasn't been dead for the last 20 years. What is Sean Southwick supposed to do now? I don't know who that is. His wife. God damn it. Siegfried and Roy are a couple. This is just... <laughs> I'm worried about your parasite now. Oh. So you have a parasite. Yes, but Congratulations. He's, moving. he's moving out. Yeah, he's... but you they say that, and then it takes them two months to find a new place. Well, it seems like he's already packing. How can you tell that he is working his way out of your body? Are there, are there any improvements? Because I'm still sitting in this chair. Okay, so that's an improvement. A hundred percent. That we're not podcasting from a toilet. Right. What's that echo? <laughs> we'll fix toilet. it in post. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this shit today so we can get this, let's get this ball rolling. Let's get loud. Let's get loud. Lindsey Graham. (laughs) I've been loud this whole time, y'all. I don't understand why Miss Jello is yelling at me to get loud. We need to get right instead of get loud. I have this mask on my face so it's muffled, but trust me, my spirit's there. I want to cry. All right. Welcome. Welcome at last, at long last, to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. Oh, I'm your host, Lindsey Graham. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Bonnie Bedelia. You sure are. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? Hello. I'm Mr. Red. Ah, so that horse talked to me. That was so condensed usually we've been having much long i almost went for like a bathroom break i thought it was gonna go on longer but i'm glad i'm glad we're shortening up the tendons baby because this week like all weeks we are bringing you old school advice to new school problems hoisting up the corpses of ann landers and dear abby's advice columns and kicking them around and stealing their jewelry and then placing them back in the cold cold earth until next week so if you want to be a part of this fun and who doesn't oh lord find us on your social media 
at DearPodOfficial on your Instagram, your Twitter, and your Face Place, our webby website at DearPodOfficial.com. Please, for the love of God and all that's holy, email us, DearPodOfficial at gmail.com. Ask us any of your advice, questions, any topic. Everything's on the table. And finally, at long last, find us on Patreon. Don't you love what you're listening? Wouldn't you love to throw money at us? Then find our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial. Become become a subscriber and listen to me trip over my words and my my fat tongue for, for extra little tidbits in your inbox every week. Maybe cocktail recipes. You like drinking? Who doesn't like drinking? I feel like I'm making sweet, sweet L to this to this mic right now. I'm emming the L out of this mic because I'm so excited. I just, I've, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. It's a new Patreon subscriber for me. Slash dear pot official. Okay. Um, Gross. Okay. Sorry. I've had enough. Sorry. Is it because I exhaled right after I. <laughs> I think it was like you were like chewing on your tongue like an old person. Oh my does. God. So people eating and speaking at the same time. It's be- I'm very aware of chewing and speaking. Now, also because I feel like my jaw has slowed down of late, oh, and Jesus. I don't know what that's about, but I... Your jaw has slowed down? Yeah, it's a little. Oh, really? Yeah, the the words keep coming out fast. Sure. Don't get me wrong, but it's uh in the chewing category. I used to have TMJ. Okay. I feel better now. I'm grinding my teeth because of life. I mean, look around. I'm, my, I'm not grinding. I'm, I'm clenching. Uh-huh. There's a difference. I mean, my friend Liz used to grind, and we shared a room on tour. Wait, she was on the grind with Nair. She Eric was Nace, on Grinder. She was <laughs> on the grind. Sounds like an MTV TV show, like a show that was you know. Jim, is that not what I just said? Wait, the grind is that an actual with Eric thing? Eric Nice, what the fuck <gasps> is happening to this podcast? What are was you that a real thing? It's welcome to the grind. I'm Eric Nice. Shut the. I fuck don't have up. a shirt. Yes, what are you fucking talking about? That's what the whole thing That was the was. only thing that he had going for him. They were like, this guy has zero personality, but just take his shirt off and put him on the screen. Yeah, but then he was the host of The Grind. I never watched The Grind. What? I wasn't that edgy. What was it's The Grind? Not, was it like a dance thing? Yeah, it was like it was like Club MTV with Wubba 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 Downtown Julie Brown. But or then it became Club La Boomba with Aaron McGuire. No, it's not like that because it's an MTV and it's Eric Nace. Eh, the more you say his full name, it doesn't make it any better. Well, because Eric could be anybody. Upstairs at Eric's. <laughs> Eric is such a, 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 just a regular old Joe name. It's true. Well, he didn't have a regular old Joe body and that's why this he was This is true. There. Grease him up and send him on his way. I did always like his relationship with Julie because she was so Midwestern. And so not him that I was like, yeah, they're going to, that's a good pair. For those that don't know, we're talking about season one of The Real World. Go back and watch it. That's where all of the reality TV shows stem from. Yeah, that's right. If I were to do some cultural anthropology, Heather I'd go B. back and find the source of all the pain. Heather B. was my favorite. I loved Heather B. It was when she went to go walk that dog and it was too powerful <laughs> that it dragged her across 8th Ave. <laughs> it was one of the funniest things I've seen on TV. I want to go back and watch it right now. It was, it just dragged her. And Julie was just laughing. I was, <laughs> it was back when they were real. They really were real. They stopped being polite and started getting real. I don't know what I'm talking about. I totally remember what the you fuck remember you're it? About. Yes. <laughs> I laughed for like 20 minutes. 
Oh my God. That was like my favorite. I think that was my favorite house because I've always wanted to live in New York City. Yes. And I always wanted a house that big and Norman's artwork was everywhere and I thought that was so cool. It was exactly who you wanted to be. It was rent before rent. Yeah. And I wanted to be Julie because she went to classes at Broadway Dance Center and I was like, that's going to be me someday. And it was me until I was put into a class with a bunch of 13-year-old exchange students from Japan and they could spin circles around me. Well, very intimidating. Sure. Oh, um, I want to talk to you for a moment before we dive in, and we'll get into everything. Talk about Night Stalker. Night Stalker was there was some guy that told me about Night Stalker. I'm like, that's a terrible thing to watch. And then of course I watched it, and I watched it to completion, mm-hmm. and then I went to bed. At the final episode of <laughs> Night Stalker, they zero in on the guy that they caught, and it is such a haunting photograph that you. You're convinced he's going to kill you in your sleep. Um, He could have killed people with those cheekbones, though, girl. That was sculpted. You told me to watch this. I did the exact same thing. Now, you're talking about going to bed at 930 like it's some strange thing. That has been me every night since March of last year. Oh, no. I can't. I don't have the energy. So we watched Knit Stalker, Uh and then I passed out. And... That like I went to bed. We checked every door. Jules started locking things that he that couldn't be locked. Sure, you know I'm like you're locking the refrigerator. He's not in there. It it was crazy. Why I didn't? This was the 80s. Like I never heard this story. Maybe because it's more West Coast based. Yeah, I think so. it never leaked its way over to the East Coast. But holy shit, he did a lot of stuff. Holy shit, indeed. It's kind of like if you couldn't get off uh, with your first. Uh, date, then you call up a second date. He was like, if I can't get pleasure from killing this first person, I'm going to go kill someone else down the street. What's fascinating is I have never, my dad used to like close the house like at a certain time at night. He's like, I'm locking the door. (laughs) And my mom's like, Jesus Christ, it's 930. I'm locking the door. We didn't have a single door unlocked or window unlocked on our first floor Ever. ever. So the fact that in Night Stalker, um, people were like, "I went to I went to bed. I opened up all the windows." <laughs> like, <laughs> they were like, like, "I just." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I didn't. Not only did I not lock the doors, I just opened all the doors and the garage. Yeah, it is. That was it, California inc- in the '80s for you, though. It's I know. like everybody in. Which is so bizarre to me because I we're not. I mean, we're just outside of Chicago. So, what we the were- most bizarre thing to me was that. Serial killers follow patterns. Yes, I took a whole class on serial killers when I was a junior in high school. Like you do. That's some school. Uh, That's that's Boston Public Schools for you right there. Let's talk about murders. Uh, But the, you know how serial killers always have the same pattern. They'll always kill a girl or a guy or they're, you know, they have this thing. Like the burglars in Home Alone. They always plug the sink. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like the Hamburglar. I don't know. <laughs> like the Hamburglar. <laughs> Just like the Hamburglar. He doesn't he, steal nuggets. He had a pattern. Right. And it was hamburgers. I don't even think it was cheeseburgers. But he didn't No, that's stri- Mayor McCheese. So. Well, but Mayor McCheese didn't steal the cheeseburgers. It could be his brother. We've never actually discussed it. <laughs> Mayor McCheese represented the cheeseburgers. He <laughs> was a congressman and a spokesman. I would vote for Mayor McCheese in a second I over think, de Blasio. I would think anyone right now would go for Mayor McCheese <laughs> over. Can you imagine, like, ladies and gentlemen, the next mayor of New York City, 
Mayor McCheese. She's like this giant head. And all the vegans are like, we're not, I'm not I'm voting not. for him. That's disgusting. I, yeah. Is it a Mayor McImpossible cheese? I'm, <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant, so I can't even be in the same room as Mayor McCheese. It's Mayor McCheese rolled out. Yeah, I would 100% vote for him. I'd be like, I like the platform he stands on. More carbs for everybody. I love that blue coat. He saves all that money on, on wardrobe. Sure, he's hypertense, and he may not live through the four years, but he's got my vote. That's fine. I'm sure he's going to rot by summer because, you know, <laughs> he's it is- made of burger <laughs> they can't take mayor mccheese out to campaign in the hot uh, months uh, mayor it's 110 degrees outside and we all know what's going to happen to... your cheese is melting yeah oh god oh god you can't go right a little, just, a yeah. little napkin no you've got a little something a little something on your... oh so you've got something on your face oh oh, oh. oh that's, oh, so that's good. delicious i'm just gonna lick your face i get that a lot pickles I get that a lot. He's kissing babies and just leaving like a smear of grease on him. His wife's like, where the hell have you been? There's a bite in the back of your head. I'm leaving. You've been with the fries, haven't you? You've been with haven't the fry you been? gals. You smell like a deep fryer, you They're son like of a the bitch. the Nick City dancers, the fry gals. In a second, I vote for you, Mayor McCheese. <laughs> oh, Christ, we've gone so far off the path, but it's all good. It's all, it's all, this is useful Can you imagine if Mayor content. McCheese was a Night Stalker? It's like, I don't know, it smelled like an animal farm in here <laughs> when it was done. I don't, I don't know if this is a clue, but somebody left behind a wrapper. <laughs> I don't know, we'll take it all in. This, the, the, the main thing is like every person had a chunk of cheese stuck in their hair. I know. I've never seen pickles on the body before. Uh-uh. And it's on the side of the windows, too. I don't know. He left a trail of small onions. <laughs> Thinly diced onions. Damn, they're delicious. God damn it. I, I want a cheeseburger I know, I know, now, I don't you? <laughs> let's, let's, you know, let's secure the scene. Let's go to McDonald's. We'll be right back. You'd never make your mayor delicious. <laughs> it's so dangerous. <laughs> All right. So we have finally landed on a theme for this week, and the theme is everybody's favorite. Neighbors. Do you have, because you live in an apartment building, yes, so I they're do. all around you. Is there always that one neighbor that you're like, what the, f- what are you? What's your deal? There's always one. Well, I have several. I have a married couple that's been in the building since the 50s, I believe. Squatters. And they, anytime you throw something out, they pick it up. And they put it in their apartment. Oh, wait, what? Like they garbage you... pick in their own building? Uh-huh. What are you putting out there? Like if you throw out like, I don't know, like old clothes or anything that you don't want, other than trash, they'll pick it up. That'd be great to go back and visit your old stuff just down the hall. And they drink beer all the time. Oh! Like they're older, they're older and they're like, I know. give up. I wonder if that's the only thing keeping weight on them. Um, she also is one of those weird, like quirky older women that has a braid that goes like all, like Crystal Gale, like all the way down her ass. And you're like, what <gasps> oh. is happening? And then she's like, I'm growing it out for locks of love. And you're like, no one wants no, that not. hair. <laughs> Don't give that to children. No. Please. Uh, in our old neighborhood, we had the guy who would use a leaf blower and he strapped it to his back like it's a proton pack and he would walk up and down the street blowing nothing. All year round, come rain, come snow, come leaves, come no leaves. 
sure. would just walk around. And, and he lived in this like multifamily home that was abnormally tall. And then they added another layer onto this home. And I'm like, this is a Jenga house. How many more <laughs> layers are you going to put? Well, then there was what? He was a nut bar. And uh, there was one day that- Wait, like Mayor McCheese? Like he was actually a nut bar? No. <laughs> It was nuts and chocolate, and it was delicious. He was not rageous. But he would never go out out back during the summer and tan himself, because he would never come back to to regular Never put him under glass. No, unless you put him back in the freezer. Right. (laughs) But I went out to the car one day, and I I hear the leaf blower, but I can't see him, because he would just walk up and down the street with the leaf blower attached to his back, blowing nothing. And uh, I hear the leaf blower, can't see him, and I look up, and he is on the apex, the pinnacle, the highest point of the roof, just on the top of the roof with the leaf blower, like, <laughs> pointing it down. I don't know if he was actually blowing anything up there. Maybe he's a sniper. Maybe he's practicing. But yeah. that was when I was like, yep, it's time to move. Gotta move. I would move based on neighbors. I have friends who have done that. Fully, uh, she lived in a house and her neighbors in the backyard, every time they went out in their yard, the neighbor would like pop up like Wilson from uh, whatever that crappy Tim Home, Home Improvement. Yeah. They would pop up and be like, hey, neighbor, our kids are playing in the back. Here you go. And like what they would pass kids over the fence to them to play you with know their what? kids. <clears throat> I don't blame the neighbor. I blame them. You have to be assertive. You, you have, have to, to stop set, it. You have to set boundaries. You either get a new fucking fence or say, hey, I don't want your dirty kid. Keep it in your yard. You know how I feel. But I hate conflict. If well, I can avoid conflict and having moving, actually speak. By moving, by paying thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. New- that's that's the way my family rolls. They're like, oh, I don't like the girl who lives across the street. Put it for sale. But 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 the market's terrible. I don't care. I hate the people next door. Burn it to the ground. So let's talk about neighbors. Okay. We've got some articles about it. Let's get angry. Oh, it seems like you've already started. Let's get loud. I am loud, J-Lo. Do you want to start or would you like me to begin? You know what? I I, I never go first, no. so would, would you mind? Erin never has a second cup of coffee at home. Well, today she does, baby. Oh, and she's ready for a good BM. All right, here we go. Oh. This comes from the Manitowoc Herald. Manitowoc. Stephen Avery. Oh, every now and then we get articles from this and you have to constantly remind me because I have a brain of a, that's a, like a sieve. It's a sieve. I wish Kathleen would call in. Oh, hey, are you, um, when you get out, you want to get some burgers with Mayor McCheese? Come here, turkey. All right. All right. Manitowoc Herald, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, October yes. 6th. 1960. I like that you just confirmed Wisconsin. Like well, that was, was the first time well, I was, ever said it. Was a, you said it in a question. Wisconsin? Do is people actually live there? This is called Neighbors Borrow Her Newspaper. Get it first! Sometimes the answer is in the title. Sure. You don't really need to go any further. Dear Ann Landers, I have a very touchy problem and need to consult an outsider who does not know the people involved. We live in an apartment building which has high-class tenants, generally speaking. The neighbors who live down the hall are freeloading types. They are always borrowing something. We have the newspaper delivered to our door every morning. The neighbors get up before we do. They take our paper, read it, and put it back. 
I wouldn't mind except this morning they spilled their coffee on your column. What do you suggest? Signed, Dunn In. Dear Dunn, I admire your neighbor's taste in newspapers, but I can't say much for their integrity. There isn't much you can do unless you catch them flat-footed. Sacrifice a couple of hours sleep to accomplish it. Open the front door just in time to say, Good morning! Great paper, isn't it? I'd be happy to send you a subscription salesman. So they took the time to figure out that they're stealing. Like, how many times has this been by the time they've written to her? They're playing the long game. And trust and believe, if I thought somebody was stealing a newspaper and then returning it, I would... I would get Navy SEAL. I'd be like, I'm up at four in the morning. I wouldn't sleep that night. I would drink coffee throughout the whole sure. thing and like just sit by the door and just wait for the sound of a creak in front of the door and be like, hey, gotcha. So do you think they steal it off the front porch or it's like in the driveway? It's an apartment building. So oh. they're doing what your neighbors do, which is to take all your old crap and probably sell it on eBay. Huh. I would put a note on my door. Say, stop taking my shit? Yeah. I know who you are. Leave my fucking paper. Mm, I'd catch him. I'd want to catch him. Or you know what I do is remember that old like magic trick gum where it looked like gum and you'd pull out a slice and it would slap you. Oh, I hated that. Something like that. Oh my or god. Or electrify the the doormat. Oh, okay. You think very much more technically. Than I would. I would want to be no, the I'm one thinking that... about punishment, instant punishment. <laughs> it's like Pavlov's dogs. You know, you have to train them. Yeah. Mm, or it's mm-hmm. like they they pull it and it's like an acme, like anvil falls from the sky, or like a punch goes right through the door. Oh, that that stupid peanut brittle thing when you open it and then the snakes pop out. Something similar to that. Or like they go to your front door, they step on the mat, they you know, and the mat opens up into like a trap door and they go all the way down to the basement into mm. the incinerator. Oh, oh, that's very Willy Wonka. Right. Mm-hmm. We have a neighbor, uh, we call her Gladys Kravitz and she knows everything about everybody. And Abner! Look, the, the homosexuals are coming home again! And she watches our friends John and Ants who, you know, couple, live next door. Sure. And, uh, she was holding their packages hostage for like two weeks. I loved that story. I had no idea that that's what happened. But basically, Why? they will get, like, the, she walked in their house one day because their front door was open. And she was like, you really need to close your front door. I'm like, well, apparently, because the only person walking in is you, Gladys. She walks right in, She walked right into their door. She really, like, ingratiated herself to them abnormally when they first got into the neighborhood, which I'm wary of anybody. Uh-huh. I put up that, I, please don't talk to me front. No. Meanwhile, I know it comes as a shock. That's My husband, so- Mayor McCheese, is going around and kissing all the babies in the neighborhood, being like, oh, hi there. If you ever want to come over and have a drink in the backyard, doors open anytime you want. And I'm sitting in the back like, son of a bitch, shut up, shut you up, shut up. You better not fucking come over. Shut up, don't you invite these animals into our home i don't trust them you know yeah sure it's no surprise to you no that i'm not a welcoming neighbor no there's no (laughs) i want to choose the people that i allow into my inner circle yeah that's not welcoming congratulations you're in (laughs) well i'm part of the podcast made the cut because then what happens is what happened to them 
So they weren't home and a package got delivered and she grabbed the package and she kept it in her house. And then he kept saying, oh, I'm going to come over and grab it. You can just leave it outside. And she was using it as leverage because she wanted her daughter to meet them. So he's like, no, I just, I don't have time. Could you just leave it on your front stoop? And I'm just going to come over there and grab it. I'm leaving town. These are Christmas gifts. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. Just come on over. Like, can you come over like tomorrow at 1230? She was obsessed with her, him meeting her daughter for some reason. And she was using his package as leverage. Please, the day that you sent us a package and it went to the wrong house, I was like, oh, God. Oh, God, I got to go talk to those people now and get it back. See, what I did, though, was I made you get out of your comfort zone. You wrote the wrong number. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, That's, what you I You weren't you. doing this on purpose. No, but what it was a happy accident. Yeah. Yeah. You, you think that you're doing something good for me. And then they were like, oh, my God, that angry bitch from across the street is on our property. Can you imagine them seeing me walking over there? Be like, like, oh, oh shit, shit, she's what coming. What do we do? What do we she's do? She's coming. Close the drapes. Did you steal the newspaper? No. God, just put it back. There's a coffee ring on Ann Lander's face. <laughs> it's a tough thing to do. Steal a newspaper and make it look like it hasn't been tampered with. I wouldn't, I would, I would, no, I, because they probably like shit in the bathroom with it. No, the second you. you open up a newspaper, you're like, there, there it goes. It yep. falls apart. Yeah. You can't ever fold it correctly. No, because all the, all the shit that's stuffed inside of it, you know. It falls out. Yep. Yes. Coupons. Yeah. Give me an article. Okay. This is from the Muscatine Journal, Muscatine, Iowa. Saturday, October 19th, 1996. Delicious. Dear Abby, my neighbors have a pot-bellied pig named Petunia. <laughs> the pig sleeps in their house at night, but early in the morning, she lets it out to roam freely and is taken to coming to our house to dig holes in the garden and our flower beds. After the first incident, the neighbors told me just to spank Petunia and send her home. She recently decided to demolish my strawberry bed and melon patch. I put many weeks of back-breaking work into them, and Petunia not only destroyed the fruit, she chewed the roots as well. When I called the neighbors to issue a third warning, I told them that they, I was told they were sorry and they would pay for the damage. Then they offered to give Petunia to me. We live three miles outside of the nearest town and we're not governed by animal control laws. The animal control people know Petunia because she often crosses the highway and makes it to the town to forage. Their advice was to shoot the pig. As an animal lover, I find this advice unacceptable. I have two dogs that I keep in a fenced yard and a kennel. They are not allowed to run unsupervised to tear up other people's property. These neighbors claim they want to put up a fence, but can't afford that right now because they just purchased a new Cadillac. What? <laughs> Four other neighbors in the, patch, in the path of destruction have also complained. How can I get through to them that Petunia is a pest before someone flies off the handle and starts taking pot shots at the pig? Signed. Peeved at Petunia in Elgin, Oklahoma. There's so many peas in this article. For the record, melon patch. That's all. Melon patch. Dear Peeved, since Petunia continues to roam unrestricted and her owners have told, told you they'd be willing to give her away, contact the nearest animal rescue group and ask if they can find a home for that adorable pot-bellied pig who needs love, attention, and supervision. If the answer is yes, the next time Petunia wanders... A committee of neighbors should visit the owner and tell them that a suitable home has been found for their, their problem pet. It shouldn't take a crystal ball to see that if, if she remains where she is. Petunia's future could be a pork roast. 
Pigs and Cadillacs, the Petunia Story, a children's book. A pot-bellied pig, a melon patch, and a strawberry patch. The story writes itself. Yes. Bacon. Who wants bacon? I feel like this is a movie with Kathy Bates. (laughs) Sorry, ladies. It's like the sequel to Fried Green Tomatoes. (laughs) Is there a pig in my melon patch? You better get out of there. How many of those hormones are you taking? My beautiful prize-winning strawberries. (laughs) (laughs) How many? (laughs) Tawanda! (laughs) I know know it seems out of character to want to buy a pig and, and make him my pet. But I just can't help myself. I mean, look at that little face. <laughs> Secrets in the sauce. Remember when little pigs were trending? When? Um, Paris Hilton had a small pig. That was her boyfriend. <laughs> that was Nick Carter. <laughs> I knew that pig could sing. Yeah, he wanted it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Little tiny, like, teacup pigs were a thing. They were like, it's cute. I just put this pig in a purse, and then I go to, like, El Centro, have some drugs. But doesn't the pig get bigger? It's not like a I think they're bred to be small. And if they get bigger, then they just send them off to live with the Beekman brothers. Is that where Sizzaline comes from, then? What is... Like, I remember growing up with Sizzaline, but I can't tell you if that was a real product. Was it, like, a spam? We would have Sizzaline growing up. Of course you did. Of course we did. You won't see pictures of me as a child. I was puffy, in a word. Sizzaline. Sizzaline, I think, was like a bacon substitute. It's not bacon. It's sizzaline. Yeah. And that's a selling point. Oh, well, as long as it's not bacon. Was a cured meat product manufactured throughout the 1970s and 80s and, and marketed as a healthier alternative to bacon. A healthier alternative to bacon. What was the meat product? Do we Sizzaline know? was the subject of a series of commercials featuring the tagline, Move over, bacon. There's something leaner. Sizzaline. So what was it? Chicken? What was the animal that, that this thing... <laughs> where, 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 does, where does the sizzaline come from? The loin? Though the, ba- the product contained less fat than bacon, it was still 37% fat by weight, causing complaints that the lean name was not accurate. No <laughs> shit. That'd be great. You know when you go to a butcher and they have a picture of a pig or a cow and it shows you all the different cuts of meat that you can reference? I don't want to see that. I don't. Oh, yeah. The, like there's a picture of a pig and it breaks it down. And it's like, oh, well, here's the loin. Here are the ribs. Here's the shoulder cap. And, and if to the right of this, this is the sizzaline. And uh, over here we have the rump. Gross. Hey, you know what? Sizzaline is the name of Kathy Bates's character in this pig movie. There you go. I'm June Sizzaline, and here's my pig Petunia. She done ruined my melon patch. <clears throat> okay, Sizzaline could be compared to today's turkey bacon in that it was a fabricated breakfast strip product. This means it consisted of meat products that were ground up very fine and then pressed <laughs> into a form, kind of like, kind of like the McRib. However, it contained not only turkey, but leaner cuts of pork, shoulder, and beef. An all-beef version was also introduced, although it contained added turkey. Consumer sensory evaluations at the time placed sizzling second to regular bacon, but over turkey bacon in texture, taste, and visual appeal. Move over, bacon. There's something leaner. Fabricated meat strip is probably the title of my autobiography. Oh, fabricated meat strip. Yeah, and with the McRib, and the McRib has come back, that we have to put it in the shape of a rib. 
I mean, also it notes that it fizzled out around the same time as the Jello pudding pop. Fizzling. <laughs> Fizzling. <laughs> Fizzling is right. Well, I <clears throat> think that we have talked about fabricated meat strips enough. I have an, one more article for you on okay. my side of things. Sure. And this comes from the Escanaba Daily Press in Escanaba, Michigan. Escanaba who? Escanaba you. You Escanaba. This is July 27th, 1971. Neighbors follow pattern of monkeys. <laughs> Dear Adlanders, we live on a very pleasant street where eight houses were built on opposite sides of the lane. These houses are not identical, but similar. Most of our neighbors are lively people, but they don't have much imagination. My husband and I decided to make our home outstanding. We spent a great deal of money on shutters, iron grill work, landscaping, lawn furniture, and roofing. We decided to go all out and build a lily pond and a bird bath. When it was finished, we were very pleased and decided it was well worth the money. Two weeks ago, the neighbors across the street began redoing their place. It occurred to me that they might be copying some of our ideas because their colors were identical to ours. A few days later, when we saw the shutters going up, we couldn't believe it. Yesterday, the grill work was put on. And the neighbors stole every one of our ideas. Our homes are now identical. We are sick about it. Any suggestions? Signed, Monkey C, Monkey Do. Dear MSMD, you can't copyright an idea. The only thing you can do is repaint next spring. Check with the monkeys, oh, I mean neighbors, and have an understanding that your homes will not be the same color. Well, I mean, you know what they say. Uh, open floor is... concept? <laughs> I don't know what you're... Imitation is a form of flattery. Yeah, well, F off. Then get... Oh. Uh, imitation is a good form of flattery until you have zero original ideas in your head. Well, How would you identically copy what somebody did across the street? Well... In our case, that means that we'd keep Christmas up all year round. Or you'd have a gazillion... Uh, pieces of iron furniture. Wrought iron. Yes. Baking everywhere. in the hot, hot sun. Yeah, right at, next to their car. Cause that... Relaxing, heavy, hot iron. Yeah. Yeah. My aunt had wrought iron. I think this was like a trendy thing in the, the 70s or something. Like the heaviest piece of furniture. If you lifted it, you would throw out your back. Yes. And she had a, a big pool. And on the patio was all this wrought iron, like really detailed work, but it would sit out in the baking sun. And then me as a kid would be like, oh, I'm going outside to play. And then you sit on it and you're basically branded. Yes. Whatever that that print was, was on like a paisley print on my ass. Yeah, now you have a tattoo. Now yeah. you're like Cher. Now you've got Cher's ass tattoo. She have an, a branded ass? I mean, I can't do this much longer. <laughs> Siegfried and Roy are a couple? <laughs> Wait, does Cher she have, has she a, has a huge... branding? No. No. Damn it. Are you dumb? What is yes. wrong with you? Yes, I Cher am. Cher has a huge ass tattoo. I don't go around looking for Cher's ass tattoo. Why would you I just know that? You don't have to that? because she shows it. It's everybody I'm knows I'm not looking this. at pictures of her ass online. Oh, my God. If your husband knows I'm too busy <laughs> Googling Cizeline <laughs> to worry about Cher's ass tattoo. Is well, it a she big got tattoo? Remo- yes. She got it removed. Don't be upset with me. You're Everybody upset. knows about it. Wait, she got her ass tattoo removed? Yes. 
But when they laser it off, do you ever really get it removed? I then didn't it just ask looks her. like a stain. Maybe. Give me a before and after. Shares ass. I feel like laser tattoo removal is never a total thing. Well, I think she can afford it. So there's. Well, that. she could afford a whole new ass. Right. Wouldn't that be great? She goes there, she's like, just put a whole new ass on. Do your share. Do share getting a new ass. After Look at my ass. <laughs> Wait, this. <laughs> it's a and picture you... of Chaz, post and pre. Chaz on my ass. <laughs> so it's on either side. It's on two cheeks. Yeah. And it's... she got both of these removed or just one side? Yeah. How would you get it removed at that point? You know, an ass is a very dangerous place to get a tattoo because your ass changes as well, the age. Well, that's probably why she got it removed. Yeah, she was like, well, this was a, I did a happy face and now it's frowning. <laughs> why is my share? <laughs> my share sounds Ed. like Mr. Ed. <laughs> See, this is the famous ass picture of Cher. You say it like I have this in a poster on the wall. I have never seen your ass tattoo. Your husband knows exactly what I'm talking well, about. Well, that makes him a good gay man, okay? It just means he's informed. <laughs> it just means he's listening to the right news outlets. Everybody knows. I'm sitting here reading The Guardian like an asshole, so I know about everything about the queen. No one gives a shit about the queen. The queen is Cher, for Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Queens Dumbass. love Cher. I, so now give me an after picture. Did she show it after she got it removed? I don't give a shit. It's you see, like no. Stand. You can't take me this far on this ass journey and then just drop me on the corner and then leave me to try to figure it out. Shares at well, I don't think she wears anything after that. Anything like wouldn't it be she, great? She's like, I got my ass tattoo removed, so I'm I got going my ass back, bottomless. Hey, um, I, I really need to work on my share. Yeah, I'm sorry. This makes for compelling listening. Yeah, people googling. I can't, I can't. What if we had a whole podcast that was just us looking looking at things on our phone? Well, that's kind of what happens now when you have someone coming over to your house. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't find the before and after, Aaron. I can't do everything for you, so I'm just going to give this fucking article instead. All right. This is from the Indiana Gazette, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Friday, September 28th, 1973. Dear Abby, Ask our has just returned from a two-week vacation, and I hope they had a good time, because now I need one. Ooh. They left their dog chained in the front yard. <gasps> Another neighbor agreed to feed them daily, which was the only time the dog was quiet. The rest of the time, he barked. The first night, my husband got up at 4 a.m. to ask the owners to please take the dog inside, only to find out no one was home. The next day, we found out the dog owners would be gone for two weeks. Uh Uh-uh. We nearly flipped. Abby, if they couldn't find someone to keep the dog, they should have put it in a kennel. They are home, thank heavens. But what do you think of people who would have kept the whole neighborhood up with a barking dog for two weeks? Sign, nerves on end. Dear nerves, what happened to you shouldn't happen to a dog. And what happened to that dog shouldn't happen to a dog either. You should have immediately notified your local humane society. If I saw, if if there was a dog chained up, first of all, I wouldn't go over and just feed it. I'd fucking cut that thing off and then take it it home. Yes. I've seen that before in in the old neighborhood. Somebody had a dog chained up next to our, and I was like, absolutely not. And I called the second that I saw it. I think these people are disgusting. I would end their life and they should they should be forced to do exactly what they did to that yeah. dog. You should stay out in the fucking cold. Yep. On a chain. I I want whatever they do unto animals be done unto them. Yes. Disgusting. 
Oh, that angered up my blood. I can't even make it funny. I can't even find the funny okay, in that because okay. I will. Oh, oh, let's go back to ass tattoos just to calm me down. Okay. <sighs> I don't think I'd like an ass tattoo. I knew someone growing up that had an ass tattoo. I'm like, that's, you can't really see it. You'll never enjoy it. Well, it's not for you. I mean, I have a tramp stamp. Yes, I'm aware. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was trying to find myself. Okay. Okay. Can you find yourself to the removal place? Should I, can I find myself in the front area? I like my back tattoo. I will not get it removed. I guess Jim's the only one that appreciates it. When I'm walking out of the room and I say, (laughs) I said good day. That's where I was going. (laughs) (laughs) Hon, let's play target practice. Ooh. Ooh. The second tat. Ooh, I like your fucking back tattoo. (laughs) Ooh. I'm going to bullseye that shit. <laughs> it must have been this Diet Coke. I haven't oh had... God, you I have so had much caffeine. energy now. Good for you. It's one, it's one Diet Coke after three week, and a half weeks of no <gasps> caffeine. No caffeine. No caffeine. But you were like that before you got the parasite. What? You were off the caffeine. Yes. True. Why get up in the morning? What's the point of living if you're not going to feed your body disgusting things? <laughs> Have you not had any al- alcohol? Alcohol? Not really, no. I mean, I had some on inauguration night, but you got it. it. Was just that's happening. the way Uncle Joe would want it. Patrick, if you're out there, I hope you're drinking, and I hope you're real close to a toilet. This is Joe Biden <laughs> signing off. This is Joe Biden. <laughs> Clean the seat. Wow, that was a really specific inaugural address. But... If you're gonna tummy gun the toilet, get some Clorox. Mm-hmm. You better tell the cleaning lady. God bless America. We're we're keeping you in business. (laughs) (laughs) It's like he's speaking right to my soul. All right. We've been here quite a long time. Yes. And I think it is time for Instagram mails. I do believe. Okay. Are we, are we, are we, are we all checking with each other? Are we? Is it, should I not be? What's going on? Everybody's weird. Why is everybody weird? You started it. You I looked did, at Jim, and then I looked at Jim, and then Jim looked at me. And, and then, then we, we didn't know. It was like we've never podcasted before. I feel like a virgin. Oh. It must have been the tat talk. Wow, it's like this time last year when we were preparing for said podcast. Is it? We're coming up on a year. Two years? How many years has it been? Wait, we did the one year, right? I don't know. I think, you should leave. I think you should leave your own house. You guys, I think I need ginkgo biloba. Ginkgo biloba doesn't do this shit. This is our, going into our, we're finishing our, our second year. Our second year. Okay. This Together. Is- we just have so much fun. It's like the time has just flown. Once a week. For, for two, two years. years. Okay. Um, but sure, if you want to. Uh, but it feels pretend. like a lifetime in my heart and my soul. And by a lifetime, we mean one year. I am worried about how much I've been drinking that I can't. There's like swaths of forgetfulness. Uh-huh, sure. And a tight jaw. Sure. Maybe now we should just introduce Instagram mail. Oh! And Aaron, if you don't know what that is, this is a time where we take questions from the listening audience. Okay. From our um, our Instagram page or, okay. or emailed to us. What's what's our Instagram page? Tell me. Tell me, Fab, for well, I cannot this is remember. Dear Pod, the Comedy Advice Podcast. Okay, but what's our Instagram handle? I'm not doing this with her right now. Dear Pod official! 
official on your Instagram, your Twitter, and your Face Place. There she is. I remember a few things, and I sure remember this song. Instagram mail, Instagram mail. It's time for Instagram mail. My melon patch. Is anybody going to sing, or is this just... <laughs> Get that pig out of my melon patch. It's time for Instagram mail. He's ruining my perfect strawberries. Fries for with a back tattoo. <laughs> Instagram mail. I've got to FaceTime your folks. Oh. That's a promise or a threat? (laughs) (laughs) All right. This week, like every goddamn week, apparently for two years, news to me. We've been doing this a very long time. Uh, We we should be further along, right, at this point? So find us on your Instagram, at DearPodOfficial, slide into our DMs, and send us a question, and your question may be read on the er. We take any topic. It doesn't have to be about the weekly topic. Just... Just ask us a question. Can you reach out and touch me, please? Like Diana Ross? I can wait. So we have an Instagram mails question today. Why don't you uh, read it for us? All right. And then read Uh, your response, huh? Sure. I've been doing this for two years. Have you? Good for you. I've been here just for a year. I guess. Just got in town. (laughs) Aaron's new to the pod. I'm new in town. Dear pod, my neighbors have a trampoline, and their kids are on it, screaming and tramping morning, noon, and night, all seasons of the year. What's the best way to politely tell them it's a noise ob- it's a noise obstruction to their neighbors? I'm pulling my hair out with the screaming. Signed, I hate kids. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see what your advice is. <sighs> Dear hate kids, this sounds like a dilemma of all dilemmas. Neighbor issues are always difficult to manage. They aren't simply someone you nudge off the subway platform on your way up the subway steps. No, they're creatures who own property and most likely aren't going anywhere in the foreseeable future. Neighbors tend to spawn, and when they spawn, they get very protective. If there's one thing I know about suburban parents, it's that their kids can do no wrong. While they might slap the Christ out of them at home, you say one word to them about a ball flying through your window, and they are ready to go for the jugular. Their boy is a prince amongst thieves and won't hurt a fly, and their pretty pink princess has the voice of an angel. Oh yeah? You want to know what? Angels are dead dead. Therefore, the greatest solution to the matter is just to leave it up to good old sabotage. I know, I know. That sounds terrible, and children are just being kids. Well, Tootsie, you're just being an adult who has a mortgage and wants some peace and quiet for crying out loud. The most important thing about sabotage is not getting caught. After reviewing the Instagram account of kids getting hurt, a common theme is the oh-so-terrible-for-your-lawn accessory, the trampoline. The rusty menace that rots in the yard and never really is tended to. Now, here's what you can do. At night, after the brood has gone to sleep, put on your best cat burglar outfit and shimmy over yonder. Your options are to make several small incisions with a razor blade on the trampoline. When they try and jump up the next day, they go up and splat, they go down to the grass they come. It will take a while for the trampoline to be replaced. By that time, they will have found something else, and this discarded piece of trash will be excused for drugs or something else. If they fix it, Again, rinse and repeat with the blade. Make incisions small and not so obvious. The only screams you'll hear that day are screams of pain. You can also try loosening the screws or simply spray a chemical agent that will eat through the beams of the trampoline. I tried four Coca-Cola classics and some ammonia, but you didn't hear that from me. Either way you slice it, you need to get your hands dirty. And so what? Clearly they don't give a fat rat's ass about you all goddamn day, so why should you care about them? It's not like the kids are going to die. 
I mean, they might sprain an ankle or chip one of their disgusting crooked teeth or knee themselves in the face and get a black eye. Like the famous footballer turned actor Dick Buckus said one day to a kid with cancer, life's tough, kid, don't bitch. When all else fails, make a missing child's poster and post them throughout your neighborhood. Missing Cindy, last seen in her yard on her trampoline at night. Missing Bobby Joe, last seen with a friend enjoying the joys of her trampoline. Parents don't like their kids to go missing. That's a fact. And they will do anything to protect them, which will include restricting their tramp time. Believe me, your neighborhood will go so quiet you could hear a pin drop. Let me know how it turns out. Abby. Oh, playing the long game. <laughs> and the awesome illegal game, which I'm all for. That's not illegal. No. How is that illegal? I mean, breaking and entering, essentially. Like, it's, trespassing? How, I don't know. Trespassing, not breaking and entering. I'm not the fucking If there's no video cameras, stalker. they can't find you. Okay. Who puts a who puts a camera in their yard? By their trampoline. Rusty Menace is my uh it's gonna be my new drag name, by the way. So thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. You've given me something new. That's also, what I call my colon. Our neighbors this, uh... the next street over, we it's a through street. It's not like a cul-de-sac, but they'll put those little plastic reflective kids out in like the middle of the road and basically make it like an obstacle course if you try to turn down the road to drive towards to go anywhere. We sure. always have to pass through that road. It is a through street. But they put all of these plastic things out, and then they'll take, like, the basketball hoops and, like, roll them in the middle of the road. And I'm like, last time I checked, that's illegal. Like, you're blocking the street. Unless they have a permit, you can Exactly. Right well, but then when you do drive through going 10 miles an hour, because, you know, it's, it's the obstacle course from Double Dare. Sure. Uh, you know, you get this stink eye from them. Do they and have a permit? I don't know. Last time I checked, no. But I do like that there's a huge sign that says drive like your kids live here. And I have wanted to drive onto their yard and hit that sign so badly. <laughs> you should. You but say, I, I don't, don't have kids. Exactly. So, so I'm I driving like so they I don't know. Here. I don't know any better. I don't have kids. But I guarantee you if I did, I would drive like this. Whoa. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Here's what Anne has to say about this. Okay. Dear, I hate kids. I hate them too. Kids and trampolines. Our neighbors have a white trash amusement park as well. And it's awful. Aside from the obvious noise issues, it's an eyesore. No one in the history of home buying ever walked into a yard with a trampoline and said, Oh, that is just lovely. It's so zen. I can picture myself coming out here and jumping until I vomit. It says something about a family when they install a trampoline. It says they are assholes. You can take the adult route and talk to your neighbors. Go over and tell them the problem in a kindly worded way. Less, can you tell your kids to shut the hell up before I remove their ability to grow? And more, would you mind limiting your children's time in the backyard death trap? My husband has a condition that's called, I hate the sound of children scream laughing, itis. If you're less into confrontation and more into retaliation, hire a mariachi band to play Las Mañanitas every night at 9 p.m. in the direction of their home. If you have disposable income, keep them on speed dial. Adopt a Rottweiler with a past and a thirst for young blood. Or do what I do when it's sexy, sexy time with Jules and get the hose. Preferably a fire hose. Other than moving or an arson charge, those are my suggestions. The good news is trampolines are responsible for 100,000 injuries a year. So the odds of a FEMA break are forever in your favor. Good luck, you poor son of a bitch. And happy hosing! Hey, Anna! 
Interesting. Can you picture if you were shopping for a home uh-huh. and you loved it and loved it, and then you walk in the backyard and you see a shitty trampoline with the netting around it, I would instantly be like, nope, offers off the table. I don't trust you people as homeowners. Nobody, a trampoline in a backyard does not enhance the value look of your home. Could you picture going into like a retirement 55 plus community and seeing like a trampoline in the backyard of one of their houses? I just don't know if it's, it's kind of like an above ground pool. It's like, is that something that you're going to use all the time? Uh, Because it's an eyesore. I mean, it just like how, like how long do you spend on it? I don't know. Is it ever enough? But the the neighbors next door to us have a shitty trampoline and their kids are on it all the time. It's like, it's January. Stop bouncing and screaming. I just don't understand. The sounds of joy turn to sounds of pain within seconds. Always on a trampoline. You'll hear kids like, yay! And then you hear, bam. Because they are stupid and they crack their heads next to one another. That's called natural selection. I guess. Trashy. Happy to pain in two seconds, like Billy Bob Thornton after a Prince Albert two for one night. Sure. I also don't understand. So you're jumping and there's a matter like no one's ever really like looking down. So it's just a matter of time before your legs get like right. Caught in the side where the springs are. Unless you're like really cool, like you're a really cool parent and you have like those pads on top of the springs, but. No one ever does that. No, they don't because they're like. And why is let that? Them now, why it is it that the parents don't go that extra, like two hundred dollars, to get the pads? Because they know they're like, if I'm gonna fucking buy this thing, I want their balls to be stuck in between this fucking. <laughs> and if you've ever had your skin get caught in one of those high, oh. high tension coils. Oh. Let's go over. Let's go over right now and use it. <laughs> and it's out there. In all weather. It's not like you, you dismantle it for a season and or take you it cover in. It. I mean, have you seen the, the crap in this backyard? No. Oh, Lord. I'm going to take you up for a little trip afterwards just okay. so you can see what's happening over there. Okay. But before I do, oh, my God, it's time. I remember how to do this. Okay, I'm good. approaching two years of this. Oh. Apparently. Oh, welcome. To I the have podcast. been told. I can't wait to celebrate six years with you in a couple months. How was it the is coma? going to be. The coma. Maybe it was me that had the coma. You're going to have it. Maybe I was Cindy Crawford. I don't know. It's not that. I want to show up in one of your dreams. Okay. I'm planting the Wellbutrin idea right now. Okay. Just tell me if I look okay. All right. Would you I'll tell me if I was fat? <laughs> well, hopefully I have an ash tattoo. Oh, that's my share. Share is Ann Landers. There, <laughs> there's no difference. It just sounded like Mr. Ed. Trying to get the peanut butter off the top. <laughs> wow. That's my share. Maybe that's what the noise is going to be from your mouth in my in my dream. <laughs> oh, God. I won't tell you what you're doing. I feel like I'm planting something here. I bet you are. Oh. Me too. Ugh. Ew, stop it. Stop it. If I show up in a sexy way in any one of your dreams, this conversation, this podcast, this everything, I will burn it to the ground. You'll probably just show up like Rosie O'Donnell and exit to Eden in my dream. Never saw it. Siegfried and Roy are a couple. Exit to Eden was when <laughs> she was an undercover cop or something, and she had to wear like an S&M leather outfit. Why? Who pitched that? They were like, <laughs> and here's she what did I'm it. thinking. She's like, I'll do it. You bet your ass I will. <laughs> you bet your ass tattoo. Oh, speaking of ass, you're really going to like this week's specialty cocktail. No. It was um, run by me, through me. 
whatever oh, okay. ahead of time. So are you rethinking this or something? You're about to say, looks like he's going to speak. Get back in your cage. You know why? It's time for a specialty cocktail, specialty drink. Get a razor wet there by the sink. Go and start jumping on your trampoline for two minutes because I'm going to shit this. I'm excited for this week's specialty cocktail because I've never had this before. And there's a part of me that feels like you shouldn't have this. But let's tempt fate. Let's see what happens. Let's play Russian roulette with your ass right now. Because this week's specialty cocktail is prune juice. Nope. Yep. Suggested to you today by James Jules Ferris. But he can't be here right now because he's seeing a man about a horse, if you get my meaning. Here is the uh, ingredients. This is pretty easy. One small glass of prune juice. Make sure it's good and chilled. All right. I think this is in honor of our new president and trying to keep him regular. Here are the tasting notes. We're making history today, people. And we all have got to be on our... Oh, I hate this word. I can't say this word. I haven't said this word in years. Game. They're on your feet. Say the T word. Feet? Toes? Yes. Okay. See, we all have to be on our... Toes. Thank you. These possibly Mad Libs? <laughs> I can't say the word. These past four years have been a literal, emotional, and figurative shit show. And now we have the opportunity to cleanse ourselves of all that bloaty, irritable funkiness. So today I offer you Peroon Juice. Now stay with me. Don't be scared of this delicious little cocktail. I have been enjoying this oddly delightful morning beverage since I was a little kid. That's him, not me. I'm sure. Clearly, he's very regular. Let's take a look at some of the health benefits from the sweet nectar of the dried-up plum. They provide, they help with digestion. Like you knew that, right? Prunes are high in potassium and vitamins. They provide a good source of iron and help build bones and muscles. They also help reduce cholesterol, blood pressure, and appetite levels. Ooh, they keep you from... Ooh, okay. But most of all, <laughs> this delightful, nutritious liquid friend carries just enough fiber in it to help us achieve the inner blowout we need. Nay, deserve after living four straight years of stomach-churning, ass-clenching, colon-tightening misery from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, keep doing it, yeah. And let's be <laughs> honest. You know that our new president has been starting his day off with a glass of prune juice for years. Oh, that was very moist. Because in order to be that calm and steady throughout these past few weeks, you're just not bound up. So let's raise a glass to our new president and vice president. Maybe have a little bran muffin. Then just give us a minute in the bathroom. Now let's all fix this mess together as a nation. Nation. Oh, it is so whappy. Oh, it's so dark. Why does it look chocolatey? Because that's the way it comes so, out. Is it thick? Is I it, am not. Have I you can't. ever had this? I mean, Do you want to tempt fate? I like this glass a lot. This kind of looks like what I gave to my doctor. <laughs> oh, I can't drink it now. It's like this is exactly brown. What, yeah. It's I expected exactly. purple. Like I want. This wanted... is exactly the consistency when I had to give my bottoms up. When literally, I just, when I had a shit in a bowl. Okay, that's not terrible. See, I like prunes. So this is not that... It's very sugary. I do too. It's really good. Give me a looser sound. Oh, there it is. <laughs> like it was a punctuation. <laughs> you put a period at the end of that <laughs> sentence. Comma. 
So I said to her, comma. <laughs> wait, she wait with her. So I said to her, June, I will not be leaving this place. Not without my pink petunia and my finest melons from my melon patch. Now, if you'll please put some of your award-winning strawberries in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I will be leaving this place. I said good day. Good day to you, sir. Good day.